0: Well, good afternoon i want to welcome you back from a fantastic holiday i hope yours was filled with a lot of family and love uh i'm leon davis and it's time for altitude adjustment welcome to altitude, altitude. Adjustment. adjustment Alrighty, so <clears throat> a little rustiness there Uh, Getting back from the holidays, uh, I took quite a bit of time, a month off. Uh, I was sick over... uh, I was supposed to start the podcasting last week, last Saturday. And I was bedridden. I was in a pretty bit of miserable shape, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better now. Obviously strong enough to um, get the show on the road today. Um, I do want to mention that uh, I personally don't like long introductions. I want people to just get to the meat of the the subject and uh, start talking about whatever it is they want to talk about. And I've noticed that at the beginning of my podcast, because I've chosen to do a live podcast and not only do a live podcast, but also not to do editing of the podcast once the podcast has been set, has been done. So to provide an uncut version um when i start the podcast i usually start with some music and just some graphics to let people know that i'm uh, coming up and getting started in a few moments so that if they get here a little early for the the live podcast that they they know that it's going to go on they don't have to question that and doing in doing that when i save the podcast for um reviews I'm going to create the audio version of it. Uh, basically, I'm just gonna take the audio from the video and create the audio version. Then I wind up leaving in the introduction, which is about a minute and a half to, to the three minutes. So I apologize for those long that long introduction, but because of the way I've chosen to do the podcast, that's going to be there. So to get to, right to the discussion, you're gonna to have to jump forward past a minute and a half Uh, to three minutes of introduction, and hopefully that won't be too much of a a distress. Hopefully providing the the topic I'm providing and the information I'm providing you is worth that minute and a half to three minutes. Again, thank you very much for joining me for this podcast. And this is a continuation of the uh, last podcast of the season last year and uh, about whose responsibility. And I talk a lot about the... I talk a lot about the press, and I think it's a real important organization for the benefit of society. Uh, a free press, I think, is extremely important for more than just uh, getting information. But we need that. We need those um, sources of alternate information, or or for information, so that we make better decisions. Um, one of the things that happens in society is that. I'll learn something or someone else will learn something. And we share that information with people that we know. And sometimes that information isn't vetted. And so we get the information. We don't know necessarily the original source of the information. And so the the quality and the vetting of the information isn't where it needs to be. So we can wind up passing on unverified and unsubstantiated information and that's where the news organizations come in their job is to uh, go out and verify and vet that information before they pass it on then we have better information to work with and when we pass on vetted information then we're passing on better quality information does that mean that there are no um inconsistencies or uh, problems with the information no that means that we've eliminated a lot of the he said she said and um, just the intent to do something nefarious in presenting information now one of the um, i used a a portion of video uh, on my last podcast and i was unable to get the audio to work um, but I, I think I've got it, and, and it's, I think it's an important clip to uh, listen to as a part of the discussion, and I'm going to play it again for you since I at least got it to work. John Stewart, in his mission to satirize the news, was too successful. Ultimately, his work resulted in the proliferation of the news comedy format Ad nauseum a conglomerate that has become large enough to resemble the thing they set out to mock let's start with news networks they too were victims of their own success meaning that their success made them betray their ideals new okay so I was just going to play a part of that clip the clip is about five minutes long and um, as I talked about previously um, he compared two different types of organizations and in doing so <clears throat> um, he, he took liberties that may hurt other people so a news organization has a vetting process for information they have editorial standards that they put into place to ensure that the best information that they can provide is provided for a comedy organization does not have that same editorial process And the goal of the information that they present has a completely different um, uh, idea of what they want to present. It's completely different than why they're presenting that information and uh, a news or an entertainment organization. um, They may. Use the same source material, such as a report that comes out or a video that a news organization shows. The comedy organization also shows that video and uses a different take on it. The, in doing that, they have different reasons for presenting that information. <clears throat> and they go through a different process of how and why they're going to present that information. Uh, A comedy organization is intended to get some laughs along with presenting information. So that doesn't mean that everything that they present lacks veracity because it is a comedy organization. But their goal is probably comedy first, information second, whereas a news organization is information first only information now we have in the, uh, so we'll talk about that I'll talk about that in a little bit as I go along organizations um, uh, don't always live up to their intended um, uh, behavior um, but one of the things that I think is important is editorial standards different news organizations require or use different standards for validating material that they're going to present A uh, larger news organization may require before a piece gets uh, disseminated may require four different approval processes whereas a much smaller news organization may not have the resources for four individual verifications of the information before it's presented, and may only use two or one. And in the uh, process of the two, because of the size of the organization, um, people may perform dual roles, which means the same person may wind up approving a piece or approving something before it moves on and becomes a part of the or what the organization disseminates but that process that, that consistency in editorial content or editorial um, standards is where we as a society should be really concerned if the news organization um, decides, rather than be a source of information for the betterment of society, or have chosen that it's better that a particular um, a particular train of thought is best for society, it would be important for people consuming that product to, to understand. What their editorial process is, why they've chosen that particular editorial process, and how strictly they stick to that. So, um, most of the larger news organizations have shared to some degree what their editorial process is and why they are in business doing what they do. Um, Part of the difficulty with news organizations is... They're owned, um, a lot of the larger ones are owned by um, media companies that have a profit motive. And that has called into question the motivation of the editorial process. Are they doing what they do just to make money or are they there for the benefit of society as a whole? And that's where some of that comes into question. What I took on with uh, this clip, uh, the gentleman comparing uh, comedy organizations with news organizations, and if you know anything about me, I tend to defend news organizations, um, not just, I think they're important for because they provide us with material or information that we need to make competent, qualified decisions. we If you look at the sources of where we get information, it is uh, news, it is entertainment, it is uh, social uh, networking and social behavior. So uh, someone that comes to work and asks, did you read that story or did you hear about that story? And we've all, I think, encountered a situation where, uh, something was said to someone and then it goes around the room and everybody, uh, takes an opportunity to tell somebody else. And then by the time it get back to you, the story has changed. So that's to me is one of the, the um, difficulties of sharing information from individuals. So news organizations have to be more consistent with how they present that information so if you if a person uh, reads the article gets the information and processes it and that another person uses that exact same article they both may come up with a different interpretation but the presentation of the information doesn't change so it's upon the individual then to be aware of how they process information and what and and how they use that but a consistent presentation of the information becomes extremely important and that is one of the reasons i defend the news service um the internet has brought about the opportunity for people to like myself do podcasts to present information for people to go to events and be an eyewitness for other people because that's what the news organization does they are the eyewitness for us they provide information um, so they go out uh, they use their resources to gather information bring it back put it in a um, it, uh, enjoyable or not enjoyable I put it in a format that makes understanding it from the end user uh the consumer better so they 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 go where we can't always physically go and there are eyes and ears on the ground and so there's a real there if you part of what i uh, went to school for is communication and so there's always the discussion of journalism and how journalism developed and um is important to us, so um, understanding editorial standards We. so if we impose editorial standards consistent from every organization, um, some of it can be burdensome for smaller organizations and uh, the goal is to try to uh, be consistent in the questions that we ask before presenting information to the public so that we're at least presenting the information consistently. So, um, with that in mind, a friend of mine has mentioned that they're concerned with um, the news organizations being uh, using their influence in undue ways, and I'm always a defender because I think it's important. We don't have alternate means of getting information and consistently presenting that information, and if we don't, then that makes decision making by the general population much more difficult and varied and people are using and not using the same facts they're not using the same material to make decisions and so they're not going to be able to the the importance of uh, the information that we have is that it's consistent because then we have a point of reference we share information and that shared information is how we make better decisions as a group Um, so they've mentioned that that the news organizations that they feel that the news organizations take liberties with the material that they present to folks in an attempt to put forth an agenda now um, for the most part i think news organizations. i believe news organizations are good at trying to weed out um putting forth an agenda that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen Uh, people are people and have a tendency to sometimes um take liberties and that's where the editorial process that's where um consumers' actions help bring back in line those behaviors so that we're not just the the uh, press learned a long time ago how influential it can be. And so with that power comes great responsibility. They have a responsibility to make sure that they do the best that they can to provide consistent, Competent information to the public, um, and for the most part, I I, I I would fight to say I believe that they do that, but there are instances that can cause and call them to question their activism. So. I looked up the definition of a conspiracy, so a conspiracy uh, can be organic, which means it doesn't require a group of people just to sit and say, this is what we're going to do. Uh, One of the definitions is to join in a secret agreement to, to do an unlawful or wrongful act or an act which becomes unlawful as a result of the secret agreement. It's a a scheme. A conspiracy is a scheme. To act in harmony toward a common end. For as long as I have read newspapers, watched news, listened to news radio, there has always been... A vilification of parts of our society in news. I'm. I don't think that they all set out and called each other and um, chose. Or decided that this was what they were going to do, but we've all seen or know about the when when um, people of color or pictures are used for news stories, they're darkened to become more ominous, or when non. Um, people of color are used Um, their pictures are used uh, that show them much more favorably this is a difficult thing for me because I understand or I believe that our news organizations are crucial to making better decisions and there aren't to me, acceptable alternatives. I don't think that the internet has grown up to the point of where people have accepted that the information that they present should be, uh, there should be editorial standards that are applied to ensure that they're not doing more harm than they're doing um, good. Um, That that they want to make sure that the information they present is vetted extremely well and and that they are doing the best they can to present good information. Um, I notice that a lot of people, when they do podcasts, it happens to be um, a lot of the quite emotionally driven. And I think we've long since decided that um, emotionally driven information isn't always the best that it doesn't always, um, it isn't always vetted well. And so I don't think podcasting or, um, alternate news sources on the internet have be, have reached the level of, uh, maturity that they are striving to remove emotion and, um, just points of uh, uh, putting forth an agenda and present people with information that they can use to make the best decisions. With that being said, so where do we go with news organizations that have used their platform, used their resources, to vilify one particular section or a small subsection of the society and are necessary for the betterment of society so they're, they're necessary for things to get better and yet they're part of the problem as of this podcast, I have not heard or seen one organization accept full responsibility for doing what they knew was incorrect. They chose to vilify, do things that they know would have negative results. And they continue to do that and call them and consider themselves having done their job. I think in order to move forward, to get to a better place they have to admit what they've done these are national organizations these are local organizations these are local news organizations they've modified graphics they've set forth an agenda that people have gotten hurt killed Philando Castillo Sandra Bland Michael Brown Tamir Rice Alton Sterling Freddie Gray Walter Scott Terence Crutcher Oscar Grant Charles Kinsey Ayanna Jones just some of the names of the hundreds of people who have paid the price of just struggling to survive and have been vilified by people with outsized influence moving forward we want to make sure those things don't happen and continue to happen just as we require felons or we expect felons to accept responsibility for their behavior that would show us they recognize what they did was improper and that they're working to do better. Part of what makes this difficult is if they admit they help create that environment they may be liable for some of the damage. But if we don't make, if we don't do it, if we don't have people accept responsibility for what they've accomplished, what they've achieved, what they did, can we move forward? Just ignoring it, just pretending that it didn't happen won't make it go away. It won't bring back those lives. So at some point, I think a discussion about how to move forward. How to undo some of that. How to fix that. How to ensure that it doesn't continue to happen. The news organizations aren't the only people responsible. Movies. Everyone knows that. Minorities die in the first five minutes of the movie. They're the first to go. They don't get the lead roles. They don't uh, get to be the hero. They don't get to save the girl. So we know people understand why they did those things. How do we move forward? How do we get beyond that? how do we acknowledge what has been done who did it have them have a chance to make right I don't know the answer to that I know our news organizations are important for us to make better decisions for us to have consistent information that we work from vetted and properly presented but I know that we're working with some problems I'm going to wrap up this week I want to thank you very much for taking the time please join the conversation um, let's see already already so uh, as I said this wraps up this week. Uh, you can replay the video podcast here on YouTube. Uh, the audio podcast is going to be available on Stitcher.com, Podcast.com, SoundCloud.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Music Play store. You can go to my um, webpage to find all of the sources that are available. And you can also um, join in the discussion there too. The internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments, so make sure you like and share the episode where you find it, and consider leaving a comment, because it matters. As always, be cool, be calm, but above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy, because they may not be looking out for you.